All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on psychological operations commonly known as psyops psychological operations are planned operations to convey selected information and indicators to foreign audiences to influence their emotions motives objective reasoning and ultimately the behavior of foreign governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. So by definition, we know a lot is left out of what a psychological operation really means, a PSYOP. For those who have been yearning for truth, for those who've been seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and for those who've received wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it becomes blatantly obvious that this Babylonian, Nephilim-controlled, elite bloodline beast system is all predicated off of psychological operations. You see, psychological operations are deception. Complete and utter deception to keep the masses in calamity, to keep the masses confused, to keep the masses in terror, and worry, and stress. Psychological operations wreak havoc on one's emotions, on one's mind, and one's soul. And I'm thankful to the Most High because the Most High blessed me with a spirit of curiosity I've always wanted to know both sides to a story I've always been the type to question things and that's because I've always been the one to dig deep and on this journey on this life transformation that has been taking place for a decade now I'm at a place in my life where I can spot a psychological operation a psyop from a mile away there's too many tall tale signs and one thing to note with psychological operations is that many of us once we have eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and minds to think with, the whole onion begins to unravel. And many of us can see through the facade and the gimmick, and therefore we remove our attention from them. And that is dangerous. That is a threat to this Babylonian establishment, to the Nephilim, 
when you begin to think for yourself, that is dangerous. You become a thought criminal in their mind. You become a disinformation agent or a misinformation, misinformation agent, so to speak, or a domestic terrorist, whatever they want to label you as. Anti this, anti that, a conspiracy theorist. All the shaming language comes out of nowhere and all the guilt trip tripping comes out of nowhere because now you're able to see through their facade, to see through their deception, to see through their manipulation, to see through their tyranny, to see through their wickedness. And psychological operations are something that the vast majority of people cannot wrap their heads around and may never be able to wrap their heads around. You know, we really need to be grateful and thankful that we are on the narrow path of the righteous. We never claim to be right all the time or never make mistakes. That's not how we are. We own up to everything. But we will claim that we are going to seek truth, unbiased truth in every facet. I already know I, I haven't been 100% right in predictions and things that I've said on this podcast. Even the mindset I had, especially with the whole Torah and Israelite approach, I had to learn a lot. That's because the Most High continued to expose things to me and other brothers and sisters in the truth. And the main difference when you are seeking the truth is when you know you've been deceived, you own up to it and you change. You don't grasp at straws or try to tread water or try to hold on to a lie because then your ego and pride are getting in the way. And that's one thing that I've noticed that occurs with a lot of people is the ego and pride is the downfall of many people and will be the downfall of numerous people in the days ahead. Many people refuse to look at the signs and many people refuse to do it because they just don't have the mental fortitude. They're not strong enough. They don't have enough courage or a backbone to look at the truth. And that's the truth. And many people are just lazy at the end of the day. Absolutely lazy. Just loudmouth know-it-alls. People who would try to discredit you or disprove you or try to argue or debate or persuade you into the narrative, but haven't done a lick of research themselves or looked into anything for themselves, have never used their own common sense or discernment, have never seeked wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and have never even thought that they needed wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because these indoctrination systems, along with idolatry, have made the masses believe that, you know, once you get that career, once you graduate, once you, you know, you buy that house with the white picket fence that you've made it, that now it's time to just work until you retire, work until you die. And that's wrong. That's wrong on so many levels. Because if you're just gonna stop there, of course you're gonna fall for psychological operations. Of course you're gonna be under psychological warfare. Of course all these false flags that occur now on a continuous cycle 
are just going to go over your head. Of course, you're going to be distracted. And then, of course, you're going to make the wrong decision, which will alter your life, your loved ones, your children, and so on and so forth. And that's where we are in today's world. All of these blatantly obvious psychological operations going down right in front of us, yet the majority of the masses want to continue to turn their head and pretend like that's that that it's real. Now I was thinking to myself recently, it's a lot of work to remain dumb. It really is an effort. In my opinion, it, it's almost more effort than searching for the truth because li- listen to this think about this we already know what cognitive dissonance is right we already know that cognitive dissonance occurs when you present new information or new information is presented to someone that goes against what they've been you know taught right what they've been essentially indoctrinated into right and so you'll see grown adults arguing debating even getting violent with you kicking and screaming like a child because of their cognitive dissonance, because you emotionally triggered them. And I was thinking to myself, it takes a lot of effort to continue to be in that headspace, to continue to deny the truth, to continue to look at things and chalk it up to a coincidence over and over and over. I mean, think about today's pandemic, this hoax pandemic. How many contradictions do the masses see How many questionable situations do their idols continue to expose to them? And it's like the mass is just, it goes in one ear and out the other, or they just sweep it under the rug. They pretend like it never happened. I mean, think about it. How many times have people been blatantly deceived and lied to only to continue to ride the roller coaster? The unsafe, jaggedy, rickety roller coaster. It takes a lot of effort. It really does. To see something that obviously is true, and then you immediately bury it in your subconscious. That you immediately chalk it up to that's not true, but you haven't even looked into it. See, that's the type of stuff that's going to get people killed. People are going to lose their lives over the lack of knowledge and their pride. The Most High already taught us that we die for lack of knowledge. The Most High already taught us that pride precedes destruction. The Most High already taught us that if the leader is is wicked, the servants are as well. I mean, what's what's there to get now when it's that obvious? I mean, think about recently. They just told you the U.S. took a drone and was following a family of 10, seven kids, I believe, and three adults, right? For eight hours, for basically a whole, almost a whole day. And, you know, according to their story, the narrative, you know, the family had even stopped to get lunch. So clearly they got out of the vehicle, took their time, probably ate, maybe ate outside, ate inside, doesn't matter. And then went about their way to unload water only for a drone to blow up their car and kill all 10. And then the U.S. comes out and admits that to the people, brothers and sisters. They admitted that. And I don't hear any uproar. 
I don't hear any family members talking about it. I don't hear any friends talking about it. I don't hear no one talking about it. And then yet you trust these people with your life. You know, that level of ignorance and pride and stupidity is, is, is shocking. They're telling you who they are to your face and no one has anything to say. And regardless of whether that's a true story or not, because in my mind, it's not. In my mind, that's just another one of the million stories that they tell you to try to see a reaction to see if they even would get a reaction out of the, out of the the populace and they don't maybe they got a few tweets a few facebook posts a few instagram posts but that's it, it, it the masses go back to their lives the masses go back to their privileged lives the masses go back to not caring and pretending like that's not real that you know the us is here to you know defend us it's here to save us they would never harm us and they're showing you that they openly would kill a caravan of children and parents just out in the open and come out and admit it to you and there's no upheaval, there's no uproar. So those people can go and so-called murder innocent people and no one gets held accountable for it. Same way none of these vaccine makers can get sued. If anything happens to you, they're, they're off the hook. And the masses continue to just shrug their shoulders. You see, psychological operations have been around since all of us were born. And a lot of people are going to try to contest that and be like, that's not true. Oh, it is. Ask yourself. It doesn't matter if you're from the United States or not. Ask yourself, regardless of what continent or country, whatever you want to call it, that you're a part of. Ask yourself, how many wars have they been a part of? How many conflicts? If it's not as much as, you know, the United States or Great Britain or, you know, Russia or Germany, ask yourself, how many wars have you seen outside of your country? Even if it didn't involve your country, ask yourself. Guaranteed, the majority of people were born or grew up or were adults during a world war. Or at least some kind of conflict, whether it be Vietnam, the Cold War, you know, it doesn't matter. 9-11, you know, war on terror, it doesn't matter. Majority of people, that's all they've known. And we're so conditioned, we're so brainwashed into supporting that and not questioning it. And that goes to show you that idolatry is the root of all evil. People say money. No. It's idolatry, just like the brother Edgar Mendix had said. And it makes sense because when you break it down, money worship is still idolatry. Anything that is worshiping outside of the Most High or putting the, put, it, put in front of the Most High is idolatry no matter what. But yet, you know, the masses continue to give their souls to the system, a system of calamity, a system of destruction. A system full of deception and full of psychological operations on the masses, both small and big. I mean, come on, people. You really, really believe all of the things that happened in 2020 and 2021, all the little side stories? 
You really believe that, huh? It's like it's nonstop. It's just pure entertainment. You believe a, a Gabby Petito who disappeared on September 11th, just coincidentally. All these people going missing every year, every day. But somehow just one person gets all the attention, a so-called influencer. And you, you believe that that's a real story? You, you, you don't think that this is a doctored up story? To just keep the masses at bay, to keep the masses distracted, to keep the, the masses' eyes off the prize when the mark of the beast is literally out in the open? When they're putting the clamps down left and right? When your savior, Sleepy Joe, Grabby Joe, told you, what, two weeks ago? That his patience is wearing thin with you? That, that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated? I mean, the simple fact that anyone would be so dumb to believe in any of this, this narrative is crazy to me. When you've been lied to over and over, when you are literally in a psychological operation right now, you're under psychological war. This is spiritual warfare. This is good versus evil, 100%. This is righteousness versus wickedness. I don't care what anybody says. It's the blatant truth. And people just mosey on with their lives, just go about their day, just try to, you know, pretend like this is not out in front of them. See, that's the thing I can't deal with, man. I can't pretend no more. I'm, I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. I, I'm always in the spirit of the Most High. I don't just turn it off and on like I used to because I wasn't being disciplined. I wasn't being as serious. I wasn't being as focused. But now that I know what I know, there's no way I can turn it off. So I, I see these things from a mile away. I see these psychological operations and what they do to people that I love. How it just, it messes with them. How it just makes their mind into Play-Doh that can be manipulated, that can be molded, that can be sculpted to however the elites want. They tell you to jump, you jump. They tell you to roll over, you roll over. They tell you to heal, you'll heal. Nobody can deny that at this point. Nobody I know who's been compliant can deny what I'm saying. Regardless of whether you're scared, you're frightened of the unknown. So what? You're, what, you're gonna continue to live like that? And, and just hope for the best? <laughs> you're just gonna hope? Wow. And so, upon thinking about these things in a deep way, it's like, it's, it takes a lot of work, man, to remain dumb. A lot of so-called truthers will say, oh, you know, like, sometimes I just wish I was like them, or like, life's got to be so much easier for them to not know the truth. And I, I don't know about that, man. I've been thinking about that a lot, and I never really ever agreed with that. Like, sometimes I can think to myself, you know, I kind of understand why a lot of people are asleep. You know, I, sometimes I have that those moments, and then I snap out of it. And usually those moments only happen when, you know, I'm out and about or I'm taking a break from writing or researching or, you know, viewing other people's work and learning, you know, that those those rare moments. But then I, I snap out of it and I think to myself, like, no, this is it's, this is a lot of work to remain dumb. It's a lot of ignoring. It's a lot of pretending. It's a lot of hiding. It's a lot of backpedaling. It's a lot of contradictions and hypocrisy to remain dumb. 
and I don't know how people do it. It's, it's a full-time job. It's a huge effort to remain this way. You know, why do you think they tell you that the truth will set you free? It really does. And we're going to do a deep dive into psychological operations. We're also going to do a deep dive into false flags and what both of them mean as well as psychological warfare because all three coexist and are connected but they all serve a, a unique purpose as well and let's take a look at the definition of psychological operations I have two definitions plan operations to convey selected information and indicators to foreign audiences to influence their emotions, motives, objective, reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of foreign governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. The purpose of psychological operations is to induce or reinforce foreign attitudes and behavior favorable to the originator. So, I mean, you could think of it this way. Any hierarchy, any government that puts the clamps down on the people, that basically is telling the people how to live taxing the people, stealing their land, selling it back to them, poisoning their, their water, poisoning their food with GMOs, I mean, poisoning their air, blocking out their sun. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, where do you want me to start? These are the ones running psyops on you all day. Whether it's mass shootings, whether it's terrorist attacks and, you know, weapons of mass destruction that were never found, and jumping into wars, or whether it's pandemic and virus outbreaks. I mean, what, what, which one do you want to touch on? Because you can go everywhere with it. You could even, you could even, we could even break it down this way: that your education system, your financial system, your government system, your healthcare system, and your religious systems are all psyops. Every single one of those systems is a, a form of a psyop. It's an operation on the masses. It's to capture your soul. 100%. 100% all of them are psyops, and we've all lived through them. This, this reality is not what you think it is, people. I mean, people need to wake up. You really just want to keep living like this? Going back to your old enslavements? What? What? Going back to what? What were you doing before when half of you were already on opiates and half of you already were drowning yourself in alcohol every weekend, just living for the weekend, dreading Mondays? When half of you were always on drugs? When half of you were aging faster off of all the chemicals you put in yourself, the, the prescription drugs, the obesity, the promiscuity? I mean, what kind of life were you living before that so, you're so antsy to get back to? That it's so urgent that you you will put something in your body that you don't even understand or know or even care to look into. You know, I speak with urgency because there isn't much time. There isn't much time to be teaching people anymore. There isn't. I mean, we just got to be frank. I even wish I had started creating podcasts or at least putting videos up years ago, but... I was fortunate enough by the most high to wake up out of the spell in time. All of us have been under the spell. All of us have been under some kind of psychological operation, some psychological warfare. All of us, to a degree, have fallen for a false flag or false flags, to a degree. 
there's maybe a few rare individuals out there who you know they were born into a family that knew the truth and were self-sufficient as possible i'm talking about you know living off the land as best as they could not depending on the pharmacy you know the healthcare industry or the education system you know they they raised their own kids they took care of their kids they grew as much as they could as, as far as food you know they had their own land they tried to build a house but that's an anomaly brothers and sisters there's not many people like that and there's a reason for that they don't want you knowing that you don't need them <laughs> like 100 we don't need this government we don't need anybody to have no authority dominion governance or rulership over us the same ones who are who are pu pushing wickedness on us and destroying us and leading us to the slaughter the same ones that mock us and trick us the same ones that lie to you and tell you that good is bad and bad is good it's that simple. It's that black and white. But people want to make it more confusing than it needs to be, so to speak. And let's look at some more insight from Wikipedia because I was I was looking at various, you know, definition for psyops and whatnot. And there's a few things st stood out to me when I came across the Wikipedia's so-called definition. In psychological operations, you know, in parentheses psyops are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. And let's look at, you know, since people don't, since people only have short-term memory and have a very short attention span these days, let's look at today's pandemic, the hoax pandemic. You don't think that the audience, which is the masses, which is worldwide, aren't influenced their emotions aren't influenced their motives their objective reasoning i mean all reasoning has gone out the window people are just emotional wrecks because it takes its toll on you this is a this is psychological warfare this is spiritual warfare it's a slow burner and oftentimes those are the worst in my opinion rather than getting at the people you know taking a few, like a huge haymaker at the people you hit them with consistent jabs over and over and over. You know, a lot of the times that, that haymaker may just knock them out. You know, it's, it's a huge knockout. It, it's devastating. But ultimately, that individual doesn't take any more punishment. Whereas right now, these slow burner psychological operations on the people ultimately are like jabs over and over. Imagine just getting jabbed. A thousand times in one day and then over and over you're just getting punched on your arm your stomach your your thigh your knee you know your back of your head your your chest your, your shoulders just all over your body just over and over even if the person's not hitting you very hard per se imagine after a long time a repeated amount of time what that's going to do to you you're going to be destroyed you're going to be broken down and so that's what we're witnessing right now with this 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 whole so-called pandemic it's gotten to a point where no no one's the same. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care whether you are in the truth or you are so called what they call a so-called sheep. Everyone has changed because of this, either good or bad. People have even fluctuated from good to bad to bad, you know, back and forth. Because think about it. It has changed everybody's way of life. And there's, there's probably not many people in the world who have not been affected by it. 
everybody's been affected by it in some sort of way. And a lot of a lot of truthers might claim out of their ego, oh well, I've not been affected by it. Oh really? So you don't have any family members, no for any friends that have been fooled or tricked. Because if you have and you don't care, then you just lack compassion. Because this stuff hits home and even does it even puts a toll on you. For me, it, it messes with my mind half the time because it feels like I'm in the twilight zone. Especially when you have those moments where things feel normal. You know what I'm saying? Where you go to like an outdoor music show or you go hiking or, you know, you have a good conversation with, you know, a stranger on the streets. Like when things feel normal, then all of a sudden you get that reminder because somebody walks by in a mask or a face shield or a hazmat suit or you see someone driving with one on. Or you see a kid being forced to wear one. You know, then you, you immediately, it snaps you out of that, that spirit of happiness and joy that you deserve back into this wicked psychological operation. So people got to start looking at the source of their information, the source of their so-called trust and faith, and really start examining it. Because the psychological operation is going to bring us into the end times, is going to usher in the new world order, which is already here. They're already saying it to you blatantly. You know how many people on TV, so-called prominent figures or so-called experts have said, have mentioned the new world order? I've seen two already. Minimum two. And I know there's a ton more clips out there of others saying that. And it's like, it's right in people's faces, man. And they just seemingly just ignore it. Just go about their business. But what are you going to do when everything hits the fan? What are you honestly going to do? Are you prepared? Are you ready? things hit the fan and you're unprepared and you begin to see that your government your idols your so-called leaders and so-called prominent figures never had your best interest at all i mean what are you going to do what are people going to do when they realize that that vaccine does have a chip in it that they are marked that their body is being monitored everything their thoughts everything that now that they're fully controlled what do you think people are going to do? They're going to freak out. And then they're going to wish they had listened to those people who they called crazy. Or those people that they called conspiracy theorists. They're going to wish they looked at that article or that video that was spoon fed to them. And I'm not the type of person who's going to say, I told you so, because I find great dismay and pain from watching other people in pain. I don't get anything out of someone suffering at all. I don't care if they made a bad decision. I don't wish harm on no one. And so just knowing that in my mind messes with me. That's a psychological operation on me. That's psychological warfare on me and I'm aware of it. And there's nothing that I can do about that. You know how messed up that is? There's nothing that I can do for family members that I love dearly 
that don't want to listen to me, that want to continue to discredit me or disprove what I have to say or want to argue or debate or persuade me into their way of thinking that has failed a million times, that has holes all throughout it. You know how, you know how draining that is? Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually? It takes a toll on you, man. And that's why I say this, this PSYOP, this hoax virus is affecting everyone. Whether you're in the know or you're not. And so Wikipedia continues with the purpose of United States psychological operations is to induce or reinforce behavior favorable to U.S. objectives. And so flip that. Now you're seeing every single country with the same objective. Are you not? Some people be like, oh, well, this this country, you know, they, they, they took away, you know, the mandates, you know, they no longer have mandates here or there. Come on, people. It's just a circus. It's just a show. You really believe that's going to hold up? When they, Aren't they already talking about, like, the Mu, the Mu variant and the Nipah virus? They're already t- Bill Gates is already talking about the next pandemic before it even happens, just smirking at you? Telling you to your face, oh, if this pandemic didn't get their attention, the next one will? Basically guaranteeing more pain and agony and more psychological operations in the future for you. And people are going to look at that and just, you know, turn their head, turn a blind eye, say that's a conspiracy theory, you know, all these type of things. And that's why I, I, I honestly met such a point in my life where I'm not into any of these distractions. A lot of people are. And that's not knocking anyone. It's just I have a destiny. I have a mission. I have a purpose. I have things that need to get done. And I can't sit around wasting idle time with anyone, family, friends, with anyone that is just pretending like nothing is going on. I can't do it doesn't mean I don't love my family, my friends. I have nothing against anyone. My only my only target is the Nephilim, is the elites, because they've ruined the lives of my family, my friends, co-workers, everyone. Everybody has been under trauma their whole life. Various levels, some more than others. We already know that. But all of us, this whole Babylonian system's trauma. So I have nothing against anyone. If you want to continue believing them, do you. But I have something to focus on. So there's a many of us just like myself. And trust me when I say this, this lid is going to get blown off because there is an awakening going on right now. This lid is already blown off, in my opinion. It's just going to take something drastic to happen. In my opinion, that's the Most High inter- interfering. The Spirit of the Most High cannot be stopped. Freedom cannot be stopped. Justice, righteousness, and truth cannot be stopped. It may seem hopeless, but we know that things have to shift. And uh, Wikipedia definition continues with, they are an important part of the range of diplomatic, informational, military, and economic activities available to the U.S. They can be utilized during both peacetime and conflict. You hear that? So <laughs> you're never going to ever have peace. I mean, there's always something to keep your you distracted to, right? There's always some kind of drama on the news or around the world. There are three main types, strategic, operational, and tactical. Strategic PSYOP includes informational activities conducted by the U.S. government, agencies outside of the military arena, though many utilize Department of Defense, DOD, assets. Operational PSYOP are conducted across the range of military operations, including during peacetime 
in a defined operational area to promote the effectiveness of the joint force commanders campaigns and strategies tactical psyop are conducted in the area assigned to a tactical commander across the range of military operations to support the tactical mission against opposing forces and so what's funny about this uh, this definition of a psyop is that they always try to dress it up with like military lingo and try to tell you that oh this is foreign this is outside of the u.s no the reason you have an army and the reason you have police is to make sure your ass when you wake up when you realize that your whole life has been a lie that they stole your lands that they destroyed your whole life and when you're ready to revolt that's who you're going to be facing what do you think this is why do you think they're there i mean come on man where where is the war on terror where are all those boogeymen you believe in all those hijackers they told you about You've always been the target. I've always been the target. We've always been the target. That's a psyop for you. Our whole entire lives have been psyops. Whole entire lives. Go watch the movie Truman Show. I've spoken on it multiple times. Go watch that movie. That's that's literally how I feel. I feel like I'm getting trolled sometimes by people, man. PSYOP can encourage popular discontent with the opposition's leadership and by combining persuasion with a credible threat, degrade an adversary's ability to conduct or sustain military operations. They can also disrupt, confuse, and protect the adversary's decision-making process, undermining command and control. When properly employed, PSYOP have the potential to save the lives of friendly or enemy forces by reducing the adversary's will to fight. By lowering the adversary's morale and then its efficiency, Syab can also discourage aggressive actions by creating disaffection within their ranks, ultimately leading to surrender. So when you think about a Syab, you gotta think about outside the box because it's not this military definition that they try to give you on Wikipedia, even though they're still dropping gems, if you read between the lines. When they're trying to control and influence attitudes, behaviors, emotions, that's on you. That's all you've seen in this pandemic. All you've seen. After all this time, people are still in it. I was working out the other day on the treadmill. And I look, this lady is walking by and she's got a mask and a shield. She's got her shield up, you know, a mask down, you know, kind of taking a break, I guess. I guess the virus that randomly can pop on you in any location sometimes isn't over there or over here. And it's not here when you're eating, right? And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, after all this time, man, after all this time, that's psychological warfare brothers and sisters that's spiritual warfare on the people it really is to get somebody so frightened so fearful of death when we are when we all know every single person once you get to a certain age you know you're gonna die someday (laughs) like i mean come on man even like the mag put it in such a good point like such a good way when you die you die i'm not gonna be fighting to against that when the most that when it's your time it's your time. And people like the Mag or myself or Edgar or other people in the truth, the people are going to look at us like we're crazy because we literally will stand on all 10 toes, 100% all the way and give our life for it because we know that this isn't it, that our soul lives on. 
your spirit lives on there's way more to this just imagine what the most high has for the righteous imagine the joy your soul will have when it's at peace when it's fully at peace brothers and sisters and when i see people in my everyday life like that i know the psyop is is being waged on them the psychological warfare is dead it's it's a deadly thing brothers and sisters it's a deadly thing just saw today a lady with her daughter i was at the gym today doing my run finishing up my workout walking by with her young daughter daughter couldn't have been more than five years old masked up outside i'm inside the gym with the glass windows and i can see outside and then they're outside no one no one in sight i mean come on people you can't tell me that's not psychological warfare you can't tell me that that's not It 100% is, and it is devastating to watch. It's absolutely devastating to watch. Especially on these kids, man. These demons, man. I'm telling you, man. I'm just thankful the Most High hasn't put me around one of them. Like, you put me in the same room as that masked up Fauci character? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even want to, like, elaborate... (laughs) on like what would occur in that situation let's take a look at the definition of a psychological warfare because like I said it connects to psychological operations psychological warfare involves the planned use of propaganda and other psychological operations to influence the opinions emotions, attitudes and behavior of opposition groups Rand has studied military information support operations in many countries and war zones and has provided objectives and supportable recommendations to put policymakers on methods and tactics to employ or defend against these operations. The use of propaganda threats and other psychological techniques to mislead, intimidate, demoralize, or otherwise influence the thinking or behavior of an opponent. And like I said, you've always been the threat. You've always been the opponent. That's why that's what they're doing to you, through your fear. They mislead you with this pandemic. They intimidate you with these mandates. They demoralize you with the muzzle, with the mask that you put over your nose and mouth. They influence your thinking through your idol worship because you are the opponent. And the level of evil from the Nephilim, from these elite bloodlines, this next level, man, that's why you know they're not children of the Most High. Not only do they want to kill you, but they want to slowly do it. They want to slowly decay your mind, then your heart, then your body, and then your soul. That's what they've done to people. That's what this rat race does to people who've been in it. Why do you think barely any of our so-called elders or wise people are speaking up or know anything? It's like there's not any of them left or they're just low-key, man. You got to start thinking about these things. And let's continue to do a deep dive into psychological operations. According to the SciWarrior.com article entitled Psychological Operations Slash Warfare, written by Major Ed Roos. Psychological operations, or PSYOP, are planned operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of organizations, groups, and individuals. 
used in all aspects of war. It is a weapon whose effectiveness is limited only by ingenuity of the commander using it. Like they're saying, it's a weapon. A proven winner in combat and peacetime, PSYOP is one of the oldest weapons in the arsenal of man. It is an important force slash force protector slash combat multiplier in a non-lethal weapon systems. Psychological operation PSYOP or psychological warfare is simply learning everything about your target enemy, their beliefs, likes, dislikes, strengths, weaknesses, and vulnerabilities. Once you know what motivates your target, you are ready to begin psychological operations. And that's what they do to the people. That's what a government is there for. That's what social media is there for. That's what that's what all of these things are there for. That's what your programming on your tele television is there for. That's what propaganda is there for. That's what censorship's there for. That's what gatekeeping is there for. To study you. And now that's what transhumanism's there for. That's what eugenics has always been there for. To change you. People better wake up, man. Psychological operations may be defined broadly as the planned use of communications to influence human attitudes and behavior. To create and target groups, behavior, emotions, and attitudes that support the attainment of national objectives. The form of communication can be be as simple as spreading information covertly by word of mouth or through any means of multimedia. A psychological warfare campaign is a war of the mind. Your primary weapons are sight and sound. PSYOP can be disseminated by face-to-face communication, audio-visual means, television, audio media, radio or loudspeaker, visual media, leaflets, newspapers, books, magazines, and or posters. The weapon is not how it's sent, but the message it carries and how that message affects the recipient. We've already told you turn off that TV. We already told you stop tuning into the propaganda. We already taught you about the Smith Month Mo- Smith Mo- Modernization Act. We already, I mean, this whole thing has been the lid has been blown off. For instance, our American flag, when it goes by in a parade, do you feel a sense of pride? How about when you hear our national anthem played? How about God bless the USA? Lee Greenwood's Woods song, which became popular during the during Desert Storm. Music or sound can be a major factor in motivating emotion. It is associated with the right message. How many of you think about the pottery wheel scene with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in the movie Ghost? When you hear the theme song, Unchained Melody. It has has long been said that the pen is mightier than the sword. That is because if used properly, words can be an inspiration to motivate others. Some examples, remember the Alamo, give me liberty or give me death. I regret I have but one life to give for my country. Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. And I know a lot of us have all heard these quotes, even through our our indoctrination in school. I've definitely heard, remember the Alamo. I've definitely heard, give me liberty or give me death. I've definitely heard, I regret I have but one life to live for my country. And I for sure definitively have heard this time and time again ask not what your country can do for you ask what can you do for your country all propaganda all brainwashing 100% all the way in 
Now for psychological operations to be effective, you must carefully plan your propaganda. You must make sure that you know everything about your enemy and that you are targeting his beliefs and not using your own. For example, at the very beginning of Desert, of Desert Shield, just after Iraq invaded Kuwait, President Bush referred to Saddam Hussein as being just like Adolf Hitler. For Americans and most of Europe, that was an insulting comparison. However, however, looking at it through the eyes of an Iraqi shoulder, Adolf Hitler tried to exterminate all the Jews. Iraq has long hated Israel. Hitler drove out the British and French forces that had long occupied the Middle East. So with the right propaganda, the comparison could be interpreted that Saddam, like Hitler, hates Israel and wants to keep the Western infidel influence from contaminating the Middle East. This would be a compliment, not an insult. On the reverse side, knowing your enemy, enemy's beliefs can work for you. For example, remember when Saddam Hussein broadcasted live images of his human shields? The women and children of Westerners that were in Iraq when the war broke out? The Quran, the Muslim Bible, states that you can do what you wish with your enemy, but that you must not harm his family, wife, and children. Saddam's actions allowed us to show that he was a coward, hiding behind innocent people and ignoring the Muslim laws he was so quick to say he was defending. And so, I mean, come on. I mean, when you really think about it, these are just characters. This is just like a story. It's just, it's a script they go through. It's a complete script that they have written for us when it comes to wars and drama and, you know, all of this stuff that goes down. They're all psyops on the people. All of these leaders all work together for the same bloodlines, for the Nephilim, for the fallen angel bloodlines. They're, they don't make their own decisions. But even when you study their so-called history, they're telling you who they are. They're telling you that this is a psychological operation on the masses. And they're telling you how they do it. Use during peacetime, contingencies, and declared war. These activities are not a form of force, but are force multipliers that use nonviolent means in often violent environments. Persuading rather than compelling physically, they rely on logic, fear, desire, or other mental factors to promote specific emotions, attitudes, and behaviors. The ultimate objective of U.S. military psychological operations is the dissemination of truthful information to foreign audiences in support of U.S. policy and national objectives to convince enemy, neutral, and friendly nations and forces to take action favorable to the United States and its allies. So, I mean, this has been going on for since the beginning. Because the bloodlines have always been, at least for what we remember, been ruling. I know I know, in my heart of hearts, there's a time where they had to come in after these resets and change everything up on the people. Edgar, Edgar Mendex, the brother, goes so deep into that aspect. Paul Davis does as well. Surf does as well. They go so deep into that aspect of these resets that we're going through a reset right now. It's, it's unmistakable that they're trying to do a reset. They They tell you out in the open that this is a reset they tell you and we just we just sit there and, and like oh okay 
And this article, I mean, this goes deep. It's talking about World War II, Korea, Vietnam, you know, Operation Just Cause Panama, the Gulf War. Like, what did we say in the episode of War, in the episode of Genocide? This is all contrived blood sport by the Nephilim. These are all psychological operations. This is all depopulation agendas all in one. These are all great resets. The only reason you have psychological operations is to steal the mind, body, and soul of the masses. Get them so tied up and then reset them when, when, it's, when it's their desire time to. Or when they feel too many people are waking up. You know, whatever it may be. Whatever the reasoning may be. It's undeniable that these things are real. And they're here right in front of our faces. According to the ResearchGate.net article entitled. Technological Evolution of Psychological Operations Throughout History. Written by Frank Kostas, Mouton, Kuru, Peloa, and Carls von Dietwatt and published on July of 2016. Psychological operations or psyops is a multidisciplinary capability that requires technology in the social sciences as well in their, as in their areas of design. Information and Communication Technology, ICT, Electronics, Broadcasting, and Printing. It has been a part of warfare since early history. Over the ages, many of the tools and methodologies regarded as the vehicles of PSYOPs delivery and employed to achieve both PSYOPs effects and effectiveness have both changed and stayed the same. This research purposes an evaluation framework for PSYOPs. The purpose of this research is to investigate historical psyops and determine the evolutionary trend of the psyops with regard to growth in technology. Furthermore, this research also investigates the role that social media plays within the domain of psyops and how social media impacts psyops. And what have we said about social media? What have we said about why they brought in social media? Mag breaks that down all the time. Edgar Mendix breaks it down all the time. What social media does to a person let me go down to let me see one second psyops examples from history psyop missions support national security objectives at the tactical operational and strategic levels strategic psyops advance broad or long object long-term objectives global in nature. They may be directed toward large audiences or at key communicators. Operational PSYOPs are conducted on a smaller scale. They are employed by commanders to target groups within the threat of operations or the theater of operations. Their purpose can can range from gaining support for operations to preparing the battlefield for combat. Tactical PSYOPs are more limited, used by commanders to secure immediate and near-term goals. Both tactical and theater-level PSYOPs may be used to enhance peacetime military activities of forces operating in foreign countries. And then it breaks, it begins with World War I, 1914 to 1919. Most authorities consider World War I as the start of modern PSYOPs due in large part to the availability of mass communication media like the radio, modern printing presses, and the innovation 
innovative means of delivering messages to the target audience. Some of the means of media transmission were the new airplanes, special artillery rounds, leaflet mortars, hand grenades, and even specifically modified leaflet balloons. The British Foreign Office created a War Propaganda Bureau in 1914, which concerned itself with the distribution of leaflets, pamphlets, and other material in allied and neutral countries. Thousands of leaflets were produced, most calling upon the various minorities in the enemy armies to desert. When the Germans threatened to put leaflet drop, dropping pilots before a firing squad, the British mastered the art of dropping the leaflets and newspapers from unnamed, unmaimed balloons. So, I mean, they're already telling you that they were already were doing propaganda as, as far back as World War One, And we already, ta- we already talked about that in the episode of War. We talked about that multiple times, what this brainwashing does, what idolatry does to a person. It can make the masses do some of the most sick things and join a war, join this, join that. Go to, you know, have your kids enroll in war and go kill it. people. I mean, you got to think about that. Social media in PSYOPs. Military doctrine includes the possibility of exploring, of exploiting the wide audiences of social media to conduct PSYOPs with the primary intent to influence the sentiment of large masses, as well as specific groups or individuals. Example, emotions, motives, objective reasoning. The use of new generation media in large diffusion platforms such as the mobile and social media gives governments a powerful instrument to reach critical masses instantly. And what do you think? Anybody who goes viral, it's, it's out there everywhere. The large diffusion of social media makes them ideal for many activities of interest, for PSYOPs missions. Modern social media networks are actively used by governments all around the world, with the US, China, and Russia being the countries most active in this field. Social media networks are privileged channels that can be adopted for PSYOPs. Social media gives governments a powerful instrument to reach critical masses instantly. Different cyber technologies such as websites, virtual reality, blogs, video games, chatbots, and of course social network platforms can be used to modify the sentiment on specific topics. And what do you think they're doing with social media with this pandemic? What do you think? They got your 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 idols, your entertainers, your celebrities, your doctors, your politicians, your government, everybody telling you to take the mark of the beast. The mission for PSYOPs professionals to take advantage of these cyber technologies exactly like their adversaries do in order to influence individuals to support their cause and the changing of attitudes and behaviors. The propaganda operations of cyber terrorists are also examples of the use of social media to recruit individuals and provide instruction on the operation to their followers. In terms of strategic perception, management of the masses, political and geopolitical campaigns using impressive amounts of data to induce information, fake or not, can be used to influence common sentiment of specific topics. 
Social media networks are flooded with particularly crafted content and numerous discussions are open to involve an increasing number of users. The discussions are structured with ad havoc. Comments and posts are used to synthesize and influence the user's perception of events. And that's all that you get with this whole pandemic. All they talk about is COVID this, COVID that. Click here to get more information here. The CDC says this. Oh, fact checkers say that. Da, 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 da. This influencer said that. It's all in your face all day. You can't even escape it. And the people don't understand why it's being pushed on them so heavily. I mean, this psychological operation is definitely the biggest that I've been through. Bigger than 9-11, bigger than Sandy Hook, bigger than Las Vegas shooting, bigger than Anthrax, anything they gave us. continues with in the military context psyops are an essential component of information warfare having the specific goal of influencing human and automated decisions decision processes as well as the attitudes and behaviors of identified groups towards achieving the overall mission objectives the use of social networks in this context also has a myriad of possibilities in terms of Anonymity, anonymity of the originator, as well as specific distribution of material to choose chosen target audiences. From large-scale, specific geographical regions or political parties to individuals, modern cyber technologies provide efficient instruments to anonymize connections, making it impossible to distinguish government operations from voluntary contributions. So, I mean, basically, it's just confusion. And what sticks out to me is when the author mentions psyops are an essential component of information warfare. And that's really what we're going through right now. Information warfare. That's why the censorship is so deep. That's why the propaganda and gatekeeping is so deep. That's why Plandemic Folly is now on the tap on Anchor. I'd, I'd be surprised if they allow me to even make part seven, let alone re-upload part five or part six. They'll be taken down. They're not going <laughs> to allow me to keep throwing haymakers at them when it comes to their, their current PSYOP, right? Especially if I dedicate two and a half to three hours to a breakdown. Especially when I'm forecasting what they're about to do next. Because it becomes very obvious what's, where everything is going. Once you start understanding that everything around you has been a PSYOP. The article continues with, the principal advantages of using social media for psyops are social media can reach a wide audience instantly and speed is an essential factor in psyops social media can reach individuals difficult to reach in other ways thanks to high penetration level of the internet technology the information being presented can be easily modified and changed in the cyber domain to address the target audience Flexible and persuasive technologies are interactive and make it impossible for an attacker to tailor operations for highly dynamic situations. Cyber and persuasive technologies can grant anonymity. Automated psyops on social media are, not, are more persistent and efficient than humans. 
Social media is a cheap means of dissemination. And you know what's really interesting is what they said automated psyops on social media are more persistent and efficient than humans. And you know what's beautiful about that is like all the agents and controlled opposition and trolls, all the bots that you see on Twitter and YouTube all over the place. Bitch shoot, it doesn't matter. These are paid agents or they're bots. It's like I've started to notice anytime anybody puts up, you know, a tweet about, you know, the vaccine or whatever it may be about the side effects. It's like you get a swarm of people coming to defend a swarm. And it's like half the time these people who tweet are not even using hashtags. So it's not like it's not like somebody's throwing up a hashtag and then people are just clicking on the hashtag and finding it. It's like. Are you? These people are either searching using keywords to find threads, or they're just bots. They're just bots that literally are going through the algorithm, like tagging people, you know, trying to argue with them, you know, trying to report their their account to get them, you know, either removed or whatever, suspended, whatever you want to call it. It's just so obvious now. It's so obvious, and then you look at their account, barely any followers, you know, just just started a account within the last two to three years. Or even some this year or last year. So it's just some things to note. You know, this article went pretty pretty deep as far as the evolution of psychological operations throughout history. And I didn't want to get too deep into the technological evolution. More so just wanted to touch base on the, the social media aspect that we've spoken about. Because when you think about it, they gave you your idols and you believe in them now nowadays the thing that's popular are social media influencers right so now you can scroll through youtube and you can see so-called experts or doctors talking to social media influencers brothers and sisters and telling them oh you know this is what we know about the mark of the beast this is what and then the influencer then takes their platform and pushes it onto their audience that's so wicked man so deep and so evil. But when you recognize the tactics, when you recognize who your real enemy is, then it's much easier to maneuver. You know, they're not they're not overly like intelligent. They're just they're all they can depend on is deception. They're not unique, they're not really even creative in a sense. They're just very, very evil. you got to think about these things man because it's it's, they're gonna by any means now i just heard and this this is more than a likely a psyop too i watched the video but it's just like a warning it's it's the truth in plain sight i was watching a video earlier and they had mentioned how some woman went to go get her flu vaccine and then after getting vaccinated they admitted to her that they gave her the mark of the beast (laughs) and i'm like wow as like, come on, people, you really think that they haven't been doing that since you don't you really think they haven't been doing that all along. And they they even told her, well, you know, it's just a it's a mistake. These things happen. So it's like, OK, if you're saying it's a mistake, these things happen. How often do they happen? Like, that's some wicked stuff right there, man. Giving you you didn't give her the flu jab, which I mean, with all due respect, she's a fool for going to go take a full flu shot anyway. That's just pure indoctrination. That's some pure brainwashing. If you're still taking a flu shot, you're just brainwashed. You are brainwashed. If you're taking a vaccine for anything, you are brainwashed. Plain and simple. You're in under psychological warfare. You're a part of a PSYOP, 100%. But they're telling you with that story that 
by any means, we're going to get the shot into people's arms. That's why they're going to tell you the flu is going to uptick this year. They're already telling you that before earlier this year. Oh, the flu is going to be an issue. It's like, how do you know? How do you how do you know all these things? Because it's a script. It's a psyop. Of course, they're going to know what the next chapter brings when they're the ones reading from it. According to the resource InfoSector, InfoSectInstitute.com article entitled PsyOps and Social Bots, written by Pierluigi Paganini and published on September 3rd, 2013. Social media are the principal aggregation places in cyberspace. Billions of connected people are using it for a wide variety of purposes from gaming to socialization. The high percentage, the high penetration level of social media makes these platforms privileged targets for cyber criminal activities and intelligence analysis. In many cases, both aspects come together and operate in a manner similar to the pursuit of the same objectives. As described in my previous article, social media used in in the military sector, social media are actively attended by state-sponsored actors and governments to support military operations such as psychological operations, PSYOPs, OSINT, cyber espionage, offensive purposes. This post is focused on the use of social media platforms to conduct psychological operations or rather to manipulate the opponent's perception. And there he continues with one second automated psyops one of the principal factors for the success of psyops operation is the possibility of automating the process for information diffusion and management of the sources To do it, entities that conduct psychological operations start from the assumption that the internet, and in particular social network, lacks proper management of users' digital identities. This means that it is is possible to adopt various techniques to pursue the above goals. And we already know the above goals is to basically control the minds, the hearts, and the souls of the masses. Every, Every action, every motive, everything that they do is controlled. The U.S. military is considered one of the most active entities in developing automated software that can manipulate social media sites by using fake identities to influence internet conversations and discussions, and to spread pro-America propaganda. The Guardian reported that a California corporation, Intrepid, has been awarded a contract, $2.76 million contract with the United States Central Command, CENTCOM which oversees U.S. armed operations in the Middle East and Central Asia, to design an online persona management service that will allow one U.S. serviceman to control up to 10 separate identities based all over the world. <laughs> okay, okay, he listening. Software will allow 10 personas per user, replete with background, history, supporting details, and cyber presence presences that are technically, culturally, and geographically consistent. 
Individual applications will enable an operator to ex- exercise a number of differences, different online personas from the same workstation, and without fear of being discovered by sophisticated adversaries. Personas must be able to appear to originate in nearly any part of the world and can interact through conventional online services and social media platforms. The service includes a user-friendly application environment to maximize the user's situational awareness by displaying real-time local information. The CENTCOM contract stipulates that each fake online persona must have a convincing background, history, and supporting details, and that up to 50 U.S.-based controllers should be able to operate false identities from their workstations without fear of being discovered by sophisticated adversaries. So think about it. Think about a company or a government agency with 50 different licenses, which we know that's just on the low end, and each license has the ability to have 10 different personas, which we know is on the low end. I mean, think about that. You could have 500 fake accounts and bots just up in seconds. Sending, spreading propaganda and spreading the real disinformation, the real misinformation, the real lies, the real manipulation, and then going and arguing or spamming or reporting other people who speak the truth. It's all agents. It's all trolls. I've been paying attention to them. I've been paying a, a lot of attention to how they move. The intent of the U.S. military was to influence global sentiments to create a false consensus in online deception. A CENTCOM spokesman, Commander Bill Speaks, clarified that the software will not address U.S. audiences. The system is able to produce activities in different languages, including Arabic, Farsi, Yurda, and Fashto. And then the article continues with social bots and persona management software. Social bots are considered the most effective way to control social media in an automated way, trying to influence the common sentiment about specific topics. Scientists believe that social bots are already expanding their presence in social media. During 2012, the number of Twitter accounts topped 500 million, but according to some researchers, nearly 35% of the average Twitter users' followers are real people. The internet traffic generated by non-human sources is more than 50%, mainly produced by bots or M2M systems. You know what's really funny about this? Is people were waking up to this and then Twitter claimed, I think this was a few years ago, that they were gonna start doing you know, a cleanse of accounts that were inactive for a certain period of time, right? essentially the bots right telling you that they're, they're getting rid of the bots no that they they more than likely just scrubbed the accounts that were actually real people's accounts who just stopped using twitter you think they're gonna scrub government bot accounts that are actually active that are actually going out there and using propaganda on the masses and getting into arguments and debates that's why it's smart if the masses knew what they were doing and knew who the enemy was, you would just not give them any energy. You wouldn't watch their television. You wouldn't listen to the radio. You wouldn't care about their idols, their celebrities, their entertainers. You wouldn't care about nothing that they had to serve up to you. You would, Therefore, you wouldn't be giving them any of your energy. And the minute you don't give a Nephilim energy, they, they start to wither away. They, they need you. They're the real vampires. They're the real bloodsuckers. Real talk. They are energy vampires. 
On occasion of the Russian parliamentary election in 2011, thousands of Twitter bots operated for several months to create specifically crafted content. Every day, the principal social networks were flooded by messages targeting the political opponents and the anti-Kremlin activists, aiming to drown them out. Researchers say similar tactics have been used more recently by the government in Syria. Same tactic has been followed by officials from Mexico's governing institutional revolutionary party that used bots to sabotage the party's critics. So, I mean, come on, people. It's it's so obvious what's going on. You, This is, is an information war. It is a psychological operation filled with psychological warfare. It really, really is. I mean, people got to start waking up, man, and start being honest with themselves. According to the ResearchGate.net article entitled The War for the Public Mind, written by Nuno Rodriguez and published in March of 2020. Psychological warfare is not something new. It has always been in use. It is simply that, with the emergence of science, it has been theorized and applied more comprehensively thanks to emergence of new communication technologies. So, I mean, you already got to understand right there, they're already telling you, the emergence of science. That's just another tool of control. We already know that that, that we already know what science is. We already know it's just another religion. It's no different than Christianity. Why, why do people run around and say, I trust the science, I trust the science. And then other people say, I believe, I have faith. <laughs> I mean, come on now. article continues with one second psychological warfare as a weapon in conflicts since world war one psychological warfare was perfectly organized i be not synchronized between allied countries the committee for public information cpi was established in august 1917 in the united states its objective was the creation and dissemination of propaganda to justify the country's entry into World War I. It disseminated propaganda amongst both the American public and the population of neutral or countries immersed in the conflict. Its methods of disseminating propaganda f- focused on creating news, publishing books, and producing cinematograph- f- cinematographic films. CPI was in coordination with the political and military organizations of the United States. The American propaganda body had two actions, two sections, one public and one military. The CPI, also known as the Creel Committee for, for being under the direction of George Creel, was public. And the, and the propaganda section or psychological section was an agency of the U.S. Army under the direction of Captain Heber Blankerhorn. Just after the Creel Committee was established, missions were opened in a good number of European and Latin American countries. As the committee's goal was to place American propaganda in all medium systems of the host countries. So, 
that's why I say all these countries have worked together. This is not, they just give you the whole idea of a country and say, oh, this country's fighting, this country's fighting. No, they're all running psychological operations and psychological warfare on the people. There's no rest, nowhere. There's never any peace for the people. As long as we continue worshiping this system, there's never going to be no peace. There's never going to be anything but calamity and confusion and tyranny and evil and wickedness on the masses. I mean, there, there's no denying that anymore at all. There's no denying that. Anybody who's denying that is just doing so because they're they're scared. Completely scared. And so, I mean, think about what they're giving to you right now. Think about what they're doing right now with the whole pandemic mixed in with ISIS and Afghanistan. What do you think? What do you think they're doing? And a lot of people are just quiet on that topic. They don't think it's weird that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, ISIS is back in the fold. And it, 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 ISIS is back. But now they're ISIS-K. Now it's, you know, Afghanistan, the Taliban. I mean, people really got to wake up. And one tool that you can use to spot psychological operations is gematria. Some people call it gematria or gematria, it doesn't matter. Gematria, whatever, however you pronounce it. And I would recommend gematria effect news. Regardless how you feel about Zach, I, on the other hand, hand, don't have an issue. I can see through a lot of you know, the misinformation here and there, but ultimately the message is all the same and it can be proven through gematria. And you can see through the misinformation and the deception by using gematria. And that's what they use on us every single day. Every single day. They've been doing it for decades. It's their own it's our own language, basically. And so let's let's get an introduction to what gematria effect news dropped. I think there's a stream about three weeks ago right when they gave you that whole cabal airport scenario and you know people running after the airport and jumping on the wing and like come on man that was such a opera that was such a psyop i couldn't believe anybody fell for that but let's 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 listen to this video it's called who is isis k a cia boogeyman duh All right, welcome back, True Seeker. I want to do a short video on this new ISIS-K threat. Talked about this a bit last night on TFR. And, you know, this is the media's new thing, ISIS-K. And most people will be oblivious to why they've added a K to ISIS. ISIS-Kabul, it's a threat to Kabul. But again, it's because everything that comes through the mainstream media is propaganda based in a numerical code of letters and numbers, very much numerology oriented, where 11 is the master number and K happens to be the 11th letter. And notice ISIS-K is a threat to the Kabul airport. You know, they got to give us all the staged propaganda from Kabul at the airport to remind us what this is all about. You know, 9-11, the planes, the attack, the inconvenience at the airport now because of terrorism. All of this is very obvious programming. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. 
You know, they give you the, the prop plane with the 1109 on the side after Afghanistan falls on the Jesuit order's birthday. But notice, K, the 11th letter, we got ISIS K. It's not ISIS anymore now, it's ISIS K. K, the 11th letter, when you use the rules of numerology, Kabul becomes 11. If you're new here, you can see how K is the 11th letter. A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, D is 4. If you count up, K is 11. When you use numerology, so 11 in numerology is 1 plus 1 is 2. A is 1, B is 2. Use the 21st letter. 21 is 2 plus 1 is 3. So U is 3. L is the 12th letter. 12 is 1 plus 2 is 3. So Kabul, when you break it down in numerology, equals 11, right? So ISIS K, this new threat to Kabul. See how perfect it comes together? But the same old, same old numbers. Because all of this goes back to what? September 11th. And New York, the 11th state, and the big plane, or the big towers that look like massive 11s in the sky. Flight AA-11, and in just in recent days, Andrew Cuomo and his 11 accusers, right? But here's the bigger thing. ISIS-K. You, you, you take the full title, and what's it equal? Just run the alphabetic order in reverse. ISIS-K equals 68. Terror equals 68. CIA equals 68. Again, 1968. See if we can get a high-impact vlogs to talk about this. You know, he stole my work on 68 and copied every last thing I said in the video, except for sharing the Gematria component, which is really the most important component to know. But 68, the year that 911 was made the national emergency dialing code, the year that World Trade Center construction began, the year that George W. Bush graduated from Yale and Skull and Bones. And don't forget, his birthday is July 6th, a span of 68 days from September 11th every year. His favorite word was terror. ISIS-K, Terror, CIA, they're all 68. His dad was the 11th director of the CIA. His dad gave the speech on September 11th, 1990, 11 years to the day of September 11th, 2001, about a new world order, a world freer of terrorism. I guess that would have to mean a world freer of government because the definition of terrorism is government by intimidation. Again, don't ever forget that. That this stuff that they peddle it as, as terrorism is bullshit. This is your government right here. This is your CIA, you know, with their staged photo ops. Look, look at one of these photos they put out of ISIS-K, you guys. This is supposed to be ISIS-K right here. Look at the one in the top right corner with his COVID mask on. I mean, come on, man. So again... ISIS-K, you know, 11, the same repetitive use of the same old numbers. In numerology, I is 9, it's the ninth letter. S is the 19th, so S is 1-9. Or in numerology, S breaks down to 1. Or, because 19 is 1 plus 9 is 10, 10 is 1 plus 0 is 1. So S is 1 or 19, but 1-9, I is 9. Thus, the name ISIS-K is 1, 1 9 you know, just all ones and nines. And K is the 11th letter. The name Isis K is nothing but a bunch of ones and nines. 9-11, a number made out of nine and the digit one. 9-11 in numerology is nine plus one plus one is 11. You see, master number. The reason they do this is because they are numerologists. And the numbers have meaning to them. And they are executing a master plan against humanity. You know, that's what I've been trying to wake people up about, how every day we're being programmed by a code to steer us down the path of their agenda, which is about, again, growing their control over the world by getting us to give up our rights and liberties 
out of fear. That's why we're constantly being made afraid and told us there's a new threat. There's this threat now. There's this threat to deal with. You got you to gotta give up this so we can deal with this threat. I mean, that's the game that goes on throughout history. All of these things, drug war, war on terrorism, war on germs, they've all cost us a lot of rights and liberties. And, and we now live in this fascist police state. And people are mostly content with it, which is, I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever people are, I am not in this society. I'm totally not content with this. I've seen through it all from a young age, and it, it just gets worse and worse. You know, I was 18 when 9-11 happened. It was just a unbelievably obvious lie. And I knew there was something about numbers then. I, I don't know how anybody didn't realize that. A, a national emergency on 911. I mean, come on. Start to look into things right away. 1968 pops out. They code this number all the time, 68. ISIS-K, the latest 68. Remember on the anniversary of September 11th in 2019, the New York Times story was about the, the woman who survived the terror of September 11th, and she had to get down from floor 68? Go back and look. That was the New York Times story two years ago on September 11th. The woman trapped on floor 68 on September 11th. And I mean, when that story came out, how many times did I talk about 68 and 9-11 and the rituals? I mean... Here, here, you want another good one? I'll give you another good one. Just using the most simple cipher. Here's a good one. The most simple cipher. Let's type in Barack Obama, right? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Obama, 68. Now, Barack Obama was an obvious joke. After nearly a decade of scaring us about Islam, they got to give us a president with an Islamic name, right? And, it, you know, the, the joke didn't end there. Remember the day that they supposedly assassinated Osama? On May 2nd, 2011, 11, terrorist equals 52 if you want to know why they did it on May 2nd. But also, from the day Obama took office, January 20th, 2009, to the day Osama, Obama, Osama, from the day that Obama took office to the day that Osama was assassinated was 119 weeks on the nose. Isn't that nice? The way the majority of the world writes the date, September 11th, 11 slash 9, like the number on the plane in Afghanistan after the fall on the Jesuit order's birthday. Got to take you back to the airports. But yeah, Barack Obama 68, right? Barack Obama 68. And remember, Obama won the 56th presidential election. We know who likes 56, the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, the wolves in sheep's clothing, who are behind the calendar, the language, and everything that we expose every day. It's amazing how many dummies still watch my videos and say, you're wrong, it's not the Jesuits, it's the Zionists. Okay, dummy. Who created Zionism? Answer, Jesuits. Again, the Jesuits are Jewish and Catholic. And that's just a little snippet from Gematria. But numerology, how they break things down, how they script our reality. Once you start using their tools against them, once you start looking into them, you're never going to fall for their psychological operations, their psychological warfare, or their false flags. better understanding of psychological operations, psychological warfare, 
gematria numerology let's dive deeper into false flags and look at the definition of a false flag an attack or other hostile action that obscures the identity of the participants carrying out the action while implicating another group or nation as a perpetrator something disguised to seem affiliated with a group other than the one it really is affiliated with. For example, a false flag operation is a terrorist act committed by one group for the express purpose of discrediting another group, which is framed for it. And 100% has to do with 9-11. They sold you the whole idea that some random guys from like a cave came out to the United States and learned how to fly a plane in record time and and perform record movements with a plane and brought down two towers magically with two planes that hit perfectly and that's not to mention the Pentagon or Building 7 or any of that stuff that's complete false flag which led us into a war which we are being mocked for to this day because people complied with evil. And now look at today's false flag with this pandemic. Now, all of a sudden, it's the unvaccinated's fault for why we are in this position. It's like everybody forgot that the only one perpetrating this evil on you and tyranny and wickedness has been the government from the beginning. The same ones that gave you the mask, the same ones that told you to stay home, to work from home, the same ones that gave you lockdowns, the same ones who have been throwing mandates at you left and right, stripping away your freedoms, giving them back, dangling it like a carrot, moving the goalpost. Then all of a sudden, they create a false flag through breakthrough cases and infections, which are really just the response to the poisonous Mark of the Beast vaccine. And then they go and blame it on the unvaccinated. That's another false flag that they're running on the masses. All while giving you new, what, they gave you the moo? Variant. Now they got Nepo virus. Come on, people. Let's look at some examples of some false flag operations. According to the Caitlin Johnstone.medium.com article entitled Never Forget, the U.S. government has a known history of using false flags, written by Caitlin Johnstone and published on September 10th, 2017. When it comes to 9-11, there are two groups of people, those who don't know exactly what happened and those who orchestrated it. Nearly everyone on earth belongs in the former category, but a lot of folks like to pretend they have a rock solid understanding of the events which transpired on that faithful day in 2001. Scoffing mainstream adherents like to pretend they're confident that the official narrative is accurate, but they aren't. A lot of hardcore conspiracy analysts Analysts like to pretend they know the real story, but they don't. There's simply not enough publicly available information for anyone to be certain exactly how things went down that day. 
All we can know for sure is that A, the official story is riddled with plot holes, and B, the American power establishment has an extensive and well-documented history of using false flags and propaganda to manipulate the public into supporting evil acts of military interventionism. If you think you know for a fact that the official story of what happened on September 11, 2001 is the true account and that all conspiracy theories have been debunked, you are ignorant. If you think you know the precise details of how what really happened differs from the official story, you've spent way too much time diving down conspiracy theory rabbit holes and should probably ease off the weed. There's no need to get all defensive and go bedding yourself down to one hard doctrine of, of certainty when the U.S. power establishment has already discredited itself so thoroughly. It's unnecessary to plunge deep into theory when these people's track record is so firmly established in fact. Here are just a few of the times the U.S. government is known to have distorted the reality of events in order to manufacture public support for military intervention, which is per definition what a false flag is. So I'm just going to read through a few examples. I won't read the whole article. The false Naira testimony. On October 10th, 1990, a 15-year-old girl known as Naira testified by before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus about the horrors that Iraqi troops were inflicted upon the people of Kuwait. Her testimony that hundreds of babies had been taken out of their incubators and left to die on hospital floors was repeated as fact by Amnesty International. The mass media, numerous senators, and President H.W. Bush tugging at the heartstrings of America and manufacturing support for American action in the Gulf War. It was a lie. Naira was in fact the daughter of the Kuwait, Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S. and her TV-friendly removing babies from incubator, incubator's testimony was false. It never happened. The Gulf of Tonkin incident. In 2005, a declassified historical study by the NSA revealed that one of the two incidents which were used to propel Americans into the disastrous Vietnam War happened the opposite of the way it was reported to have happened. And the second of the two incidents did not happen at all. The allegation that there were deliberate and unprovoked attacks upon the U.S. Navy in the Gulf of Tonkin on August 2nd and August 4th of 1964 was solemnly affirmed by President Johnson which led to the swift passage of the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, authorizing full presidential authority to commit U.S. military power to the Vietnamese intervention. In reality, the August 2nd incident was not in any way unprovoked, and it was in fact America's USS Maddox, which fired upon North Vietnamese boats first. On August 4th, there was no engagement with any ships whatsoever, with Johnson privately admitting a year later that, for all I know, our Navy was shooting at whales out there. Wow. And I'm not going to go any deeper in the article. I, I, it'll be linked, so definitely check it out. It gives a good example, a lot of good examples of false flags. According to the 911review.com article entitled History of American False Flag Operations, The leaders of small and less industrialized nations are not madmen, whatever the media claims. They also are generally better informed 
than their citizens. In a war, an attacker does not need equal forces compared to the enemy. The attacker needs a five-fold local superiority or better. No one begins wars without very def definite objectives and a quick victory in sight. If a war with more even military balances erupts, someone has been misled and walked into a trap, usually arranged by a third party. After the American War of Independence and an English challenge to that in independence, no single nation has planned an offensive war against U the USA. It is probable that a strong coalition of Anglo-French-led American nations planned to split the USA into two states through diplomatic recognition of the Confederate States, possibly forward, followed by the naval blockade emerging, embargoing the Union. And so this article just breaks down various ones from the Mexican Wars, Spanish-American War, World War One. Let me go through Spanish-American War. The surprise explosion of the battleship Maine at Havana, Cuba. 255 of the crew died. The Hearst Press accused the Spanish, claiming that the explosion was caused by a remote-controlled mine. The U.S. declared war on Spain and conquered Philippines, Guam, and Cuba. Subsequent investigations revealed that the explosion originated inside the, the Maine and that it was either an accident such as a coal explosion or some type of time bomb inside the battleship. Divers investigating the shipwreck found that the armor plates of the ship were blown bending outwards, not inwards. <laughs> wow. So after the fact, they're just, they're just caught in a lie. World War I. A U-boat torpedo hit ocean linear. Lusitania near Britain and some 1,200 people, including 128 Americans on board, lost their lives. Subsequent investigations revealed that the major explosions were inside the Lusitania and as it was secretly transporting 6 million pounds of artillery shells and rifle ammunition, as well as other explosives on behalf of, of Morgan Banking Corporation to help their clients. Of course, of course, it's a, a banking cartel. Come on. The British and the ones who the ones who actually finance all the wars, both sides, the Rothschilds, the J.P. Morgans, the Rockefellers. Come on, people, the the faces of the Nephilim, the British and, and the and the French. It was against the U.S. law to transport war materials and passengers in the same ship. Yes, like why would they do that? Let's go to the Vietnam War. The Tonkin incident, where American destroyer Maddox was supposedly attacked twice by three North Vietnamese torpedo boats in 1964 in the Gulf of Tonkin, never happened. What was happening at the time was aggressive South Vietnamese raids against the North in the same general area. Huge American presence wasn't decisive, and President Nixon negotiated a peace with honor in 1973. This war was lost when North Vietnam finally conquered South Vietnam in 1975. War on Drugs The war was launched by Richard M. Nixon sometime around June 17, 1971. The drug problem was found bad within the army in the Vietnam around 1968. Promoting action was required towards the end of the war. Nowadays, it is estimated that the military will never win the war on drugs. The steel prices of illicit drugs did not change significantly in the U.S., Despite the military action in foreign drug-producing countries, the Colombian ex experience with local military supported by the U.S. has shown that peace is more important than war against drugs. 
the Colombians have successfully negotiated some thousands of guerrilla fighters back into the society and out of the jungle. The war actually seems to be a pretext for military invasions into less developed countries where covert bad drug lords on behalf of Western intelligence services are producing drugs into U.S. and first world markets. This operation produces huge incomes, generating black budget money for those intelligence services managing the global drug operations. And that's 100% fact. That's why they gave you all these wars in the Middle East. They just want to go get the opiate, the, the, the poppy seeds, the opium. What do you think that is? Why do you think there's an opium crisis in the United States just quietly happening during the pandemic and even before it? Why do you think they never mentioned it? They barely ever mention the opium crisis unless they really want you to to have a, a, a quick sob story when in reality it's awful i mean you gotta wake up man the next one desert storm first gulf war 1991. hussein asked for permission from the u.s via the their ambassador april galepsi and got an answer that the u.s does not care care Arab quarrels. That was a trap. And after Saddam occupied Kuwait, George Bush Sr. mobilized a coalition of some 40 nations to liberate Kuwait and to smash the recently built Iraqi military power base. They also involved a media hoax where the daughter of Kuwaiti U.S. ambassador played nurse on TV and testified to witnessing Iraqi soldiers throwing babies out of incubators in Kuwait. War on Terror the war was launched by British administration October 2001. The war on terror was claimed to be the response to te- on terrorism, especially the 9-11 incidents. Most of the people in the world today know that these reasons are false and that those events were based on MIH type, make it happen, inside job. Enduring freedom, Afghanistan invasion, July 10, 2001 to currently. Without any evidence, the former CIA asset, a Saudi Arabian Osama bin Laden, was claimed to be the mastermind behind the 9-11 strikes at the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Such a complex operation, if actually executed, which it was not in this case, would be much beyond the capabilities of anything in Afghanistan. Only some top 10 intelligence services in the world could have hoped to be successful in such an operation involving forgery, infiltration, living underground in a foreign non-Muslim country, coordination of moves, illegal arms, high-quality flight training, accurate aircraft navigation, and no visibility conditions, and so on. Perhaps even less, because the friends of the U.S., at the time still most of the world, would also have been interested in stopping the attack. So, I mean, come on, people. These are just a small amount of examples small amount and let's continue according to the clever.com article entitled the 15 most shocking false flag attacks in history written by jacob and published on june 28 2017 a false flag attack is an action carried out in a way that aims to deceive the victim and everyone else for that matter. Regarding the actual perpetrator of the attack, the goal will be to instigate a sequence of events that play into the preferred agenda of the entity that carried out the orchestration, either by using it as justification to start a war or merely to discredit another group's reputation. 
in this day and age, carrying out this sort of action is a lot more challenging than it used to be. We do live in the era of fake news, but generally speaking, people have a much better access to information than they used to. So governments and organizations need to try a lot harder to deliver false flag attacks in a believable manner. This means this level of deception is only available to highly capable organizations, making this a fertile area for conspiracy area for conspiracy theorists. After all, if only the insanely powerful can pull off this type of endeavor, then surely that's precisely what they'll be doing. Here we'll go through the most shocking false flag attacks that have actually taken place. Number 15. Japan planted a bomb in order to invade Manchuria. The Manchurian incident was a classic false flag attack designed by Japanese military personnel to provide a pretext for the invasion in 1931 of Manchuria in northeastern China. On the 18th of September, a Japanese official detonated a small explosive next to a railway line owned by a Japanese company. The explosion was so ineffective it failed to destroy the track, and a train passed over it moments later. It gave the Imperial Japanese Army an excuse to advance to war in a ruse that was exposed shortly after, leading Japan to withdraw from the League of Nations, an organization which would fail but lay the groundwork for the future UN to take place. A false fl- Number 14. A false flag attack was used as the catalyst for World War II. The Gliwitz Broadcasting Station false flag attack was a staged event by Nazi forces pretending to act as rebellious anti-German Polish activists on the eve of World War II at the start of September 1939. This attack against the German radio station would be used as a pretext for Nazi Germany to invade Poland. This operation was one of the several attacks conducted by the SS in a series of unconventional events designed to provide an excuse for the outbreak. In the war, in the eyes of German public opinion, by creating the notion that Germany was falling victim to an aggressive Polish campaign, the Nazis were able to create a justification to start the bloody war they were so anxious to get going in, September 1939. Number 13, the Soviets are known for their false flag tradition. False flag attacks were definitely enduring World War II. The shelling of Manila which was which was a staged shelling of a Russian village close to the Soviet-Finnish border. This came to light decades later in a shocking admission by the Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev. This episode took place at the, at the end of November 1939 when the Soviet Red Army shield, shelled its own Russian village of Manilia while reporting to the world the attack had been the work of the Finnish army across the border and there had been Russian casualties. With this, the Soviet Union finally had the cause for launching the winter war against Finland, which it did four days later. Number 12, American officials wanted to kill their own people in order to invade Cuba. At the height of the Cold War in 1962, a joint effort by U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States government gave birth to Operation Northwoods, a pognant reminder that evil lurked in both sides of the global conflict between East and West. 
Thankfully, this operation never went ahead as it was rejected by the Kennedy administration. It would have involved the CIA and other government operatives committing acts of terrorism against American civilians and military targets, placing the blame for these on the Cuban government in order to justify a military intervention in Cuba. Oh, I mean, it sounds a lot like 9-11, huh? Number seven, the anthrax attacks in the U.S. after 9-11. You will definitely remember the 2001 anthrax attacks in the United, in the United States, which took place over the weeks following the September 11th attacks. It consisted of simple letters containing anthrax spores, which were sent to news outlets and to U.S. Senators Tom Daschle and Patrick Lee Leahy, killing five people and infecting 17 in the process. At the time, the attacks were portrayed as the work of Al-Qaeda, which recent reports showing both George W. Bush and his VP Dick Cheney were desperate to pin the attack on the Taliban. However, it was soon discovered by FDI the attacks had been carried out with the military strain of the virus, proving it had been, in fact, a false flag attack attributed to lone nut anthrax researcher Bruce Ivins. And all of that was just a complete psychological operation, a complete hoax. I mean, they're so detailed that they're giving you false flags and hoaxes within hoaxes. First of all, 9-11 is a hoax. Secondly, anthrax was never real. Number three, anthrax made you used to the idea of viruses so that they could give you what the swine flu, the bird flu, this flu, all that stuff. I mean, come on, people. I mean, these people are so sick, man. Number four, another explosion with a less than believable explanation behind it. The Oklahoma City bombings were an incredibly suspicious series of events in April 1995. While initially attributed to Muslim extremists, the blame for the bombing was then placed on a pair of American lone nuts. These attacks are widely considered by researchers as a false flag attack carried out by the American deep state for a range of purposes. And anytime you hear deep state, just know that that's just a lie. It's no deep state. It's the government including discrediting the militia movement and destroying ongoing government investigations on suspicious crimes. There's plenty of chilling evidence, several key witnesses to this attack whose version of events contradicted the official narrative passed away shortly before testifying, oh, okay, or died in the custody of the FBI in a suspicious sequence of suicides for the same case. The unofficial main suspect, Andreas, Stabemir was helping in fleeing, was helped in fleeing the U.S. and continues to be protected from investigation. Wow. Number one, was 9-11 a false flag attack? This controversy has been saved for last. The official narrative doesn't add up, from technical details such as the temperature at which steel melts, to suspicious deals su supposed to take place on that day related to Osama bin Laden hijacking the planes and billionaire Larry Silverstein's multi-billion dollar insurance payout on the back of the world trade collapse. The whole thing just doesn't make sense. Made up of a complex and spectacular set of events which took place in New York and Washington, no evidence of guilt was presented, although the government was quick to blame Al-Qaeda and invade Iraq and Afghanistan because some Saudi terrorists led those attacks. Wait, what? No one can really know what happened, but one thing remains clear. We are not being told the full story behind 9-11. And if you want to check out a 9-11 breakdown, go check out Mag's recent breakdown. Because I, I believe in it 100%. I, I know what he's talking about when they say that they use hologram, hologram technology. 
because I have been to a festival. I went to Rock the Bells in 2012 and 2013, back-to-back years. I've always been really into hip-hop growing up. And this, I remember they gave, that was right around the time they gave you the holographic technology because that's right around the time that they had the Easy e hologram, which then turned into a Tupac hologram and so on and so forth, which was lifelike. I remember being, our seats were not far away at all. I think I was a couple rows up from, from the stage. And I remember when they put the hologram on there, it looked real. It kind of tripped me out seeing this hologram rapping. And this was like in 2012, 2012, 2013. And that's some low-level technology that they showed us. It wasn't full-on. So I've seen holograms with my own two eyes. So if they wanted to doctor up a false flag using holograms on TV, they could easily do it. Easily. If you even, even investigate, even the mag's breakdown, when you even investigate the towers being hit, you'll see that there are spaces where the, the plane so-called went through that are not even burning. Just only some small sections have, have flames, and then the other sections aren't even burning. The plane wouldn't even have been big enough to go through that. Like the, the holes that they show you are not even big enough for a jumbo jet. But somehow the buildings toppled like a demolition. I mean, come on, people. People got to start waking up to these psychological operations, man, because they're everywhere and they dictate how policies change, how laws come into place, how our lives and our freedoms are continually stripped away day by day. And it's no different than what we're in right now, except how many psychological operations have they mixed in with this pandemic? Like I've said, psychological operations and psychological warfare and false flags are all instruments of control over the mind body and soul of the masses and these tools wreak havoc on the masses they're emotionally physically and spiritually draining for those who pay attention to them think about all the people who've been locked into this whole pandemic they're crazy you cannot deny these people are absolutely nuts they don't they can't live they're so uncomfortable living man thinking about death every day what do you think that does to you Emotionally, physically, and spiritually, what does that do to your mind, your heart, your soul, your body? I mean, come on, people. Think about all the psyops they've given you th- t- since the beginning of this pandemic. They've given you Black Lives Matter. They ramped that up in 2020. All that was is Black Lives Matter had its stamp all over 2020. Gave you QAnon in the deep state. They gave you WikiLeaks. They gave you all of this is government controlled opposition. They're all filled, and all these oppositions are just filled with false flags to get you distracted, to get you worked up, to get you fearful, to get you compliant. Think about all of the mass shootings that have happened in the last two years that they gave to you, especially in 2021. Think about the capital riots. Think about all of this stuff occurring within this short amount of time. And then ask yourself this question. With all of these things that have happened during the pandemic, why do they seemingly disappear after a while? I'm talking about the media stops talking about it. Therefore, the masses just completely like black out. It's like they're drunk off their idolatry. The more and more they consume, the drunker they get. I mean, think about it. What happened to Black Lives Matter plus Stop Asian Hate? Did that just happen to go away? I haven't heard a peep about it. What happened to all the mass shootings? What about the massage parlor shooting? So they just stopped doing stuff like that? What about the grocery store shootings? You know, why isn't the media discussing these issues? 
What about that group who essentially led the Capitol riots, that the white nationalist group where they want to blame all the white males in, in America? What happened to them? They just they just stopped. I mean, where did all of these issues go? If these were real, they would be continuous. You'd see them with your own two eyes, wouldn't you? Not just on television. And so now they got you worried about some YouTube influencer who appeared apparently disappeared with her boyfriend, some Gabby Petito or something. That's like the new distraction. That's the new false flag that you're that you're dumb enough to feed into while they're serving up the mark of the beast right in front of you, while they're serving it up to children, or while they're telling you, oh, we just approved it from five to 12 year olds. You guys are so it's pathetic, man, at this point. I mean, ask yourself, what are they trying to distract you from? You gotta start asking these questions when all of these things just pop up on the scene. When all they can, all they have to do is just give you social media, give you entertainment, give you idols, and then just throw some psyops in there, and then they got you. They got your soul. And the reason why they do this is because the focal point is the mark of the beast for the new world order in the end times that's what we're in right now no matter if you want to try to if you want to try to deny it all you want or try to discredit or disprove it you're just going to end up losing your life over your own pride that's what it is the most high teaches us that we die for lack of knowledge we completely die for lack of knowledge i mean we got to start waking up man and getting out of idolatry so that these psychological operations don't affect us I wish you all the best. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.